Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and I am so excited to be here with a fantastic guest, a comedian and friend. Uh, please welcome Chip Nicholson. Yo, what up? <laughs> Chip is joining me via FaceTime for another socially distant episode but uh, of, of Wings with Friends, and I'm so glad you're here. Um, Chip, introduce yourself. Tell our listeners, like, who are you and what makes you so special? Uh, my name is Chip Nicholson. As previously stated, I'm special because, I mean, I'm a human. Uh, <laughs> I'm a stand-up comedian. I used to, well, I started out in uh, San Diego, but then I moved to L.A. after uh, San Diego State University, which is one of the best college shout-out Aztecs for life. Um... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just a weird amalgamation of the United States. I started out in San Diego, moved to Birmingham, Alabama when I was 12, came back to San Diego, started stand-up, finished college, moved up to L.A. Oh, my gosh. Chill. Yeah. And I told you just a little while ago, this was very exciting, I, too, went to San Diego State. Yeah, girl. Hell yeah. That is so cool. It, you know, I moved to Arizona like right after I graduated. So I didn't get to enjoy that alumni feeling of like, oh, there's a fellow Aztec or, you know, seeing shirts like here in Arizona, everybody's ASU. So mm -hmm. like it's kind of a treat. It's really special. Yeah. Like every time I go back down to San Diego to do shows and stuff. And Mary, I'm sure like you'll see this too, but like. Once you go down to San Diego doing shows, that is definitely a talking point where, like, you can just talk to them and be like, yo, dude, anyone here from SDSU? And people be like, what the yeah? It's, it's so oh, dope. So much love. That would be so fun. That's why, you know what I noticed? It, I used to watch Big Brother a lot, and, like, they would always wear alumni because people just really identify with that and they're going to support mm -hmm. their alumni. So good mm -hmm. tip. You know, you're not the first Aztec alumni that I've had on the podcast. Uh, Sam Bear, <gasps> Samantha Beerman. Bear? Do you know her? She's from Santa Barbara. She runs a bear cave comedy up in Santa Barbara. Um, she was that an Aztec. That so familiar. Yeah, she runs a really good show and she, she took it online recently. So reach out to her. I'm sure she'd love to have you. See, I'm stupid though. So I have, like, I have a terrible memory. So like... You know what, though? You know what? You know what I just found out about that terrible memory thing? Is that if you're, uh, uh, if you're a visual learner, right, then you have a hard time with uh, names. Oh. But you're good with faces. Well, that makes sense. Be yeah, because, like, you're, you're visual, and the visual goes not just outside but inside. You have a high-grade imagination. You can visualize shit. Like, if you're telling directions, you can't say the street, but you can tell them the whole picture on the way there. The landmarks. Like right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what else, Chip, that's really good is podcasts are recorded, so you can always reference back on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Oh, shit. Look at that drop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, very cool. So, so smooth. <laughs> so, but you're in L.A. now, 
right? Yep. You're an LA yep, comedian. Yep. And what I was really excited about this is that I don't know you that well. Like I saw, you know, we, we talked a little bit at Big Pine. You're wearing your Big mm-hmm. Pine Comedy Festival shirt, which is fantastic. I just randomly put this on too. <laughs> Uh, Hillary does such a good job of getting those shirts out there and people wear them because they're good shirts. They're really, they look, if they fit perfectly, it's soft. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. Not too big. They're flattering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It goes good with my skin tone. You know <laughs> it does. <laughs> you had quite a big pine last year. Tell me a little bit about your experience because you were, I would, I would even venture to say you were like Mr. Big Pine last year. But that was, dude, thank you. <laughs> It was fun, man. It was just, like, I, because, like, I was going through a lot just in regular life. I feel like, like, festivals, like, yeah, okay, you know, on the business comedy side, yeah, okay, they're good for your resume, and they're, and they're like a a credit or whatever, but for me, it's, it's like a sixth grade camp for comedians, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just, like, and that's, that's how I felt, so, like, when I go to Big Pine, or I go to these like festivals like Big Pine and Mary and uh, uh, Hillary does an amazing job. She and like this is and this is how good of a job she does because you see this at other festivals. She is so stressed the entire festival. She is just <laughs> like she is everywhere else and she's just trying to lock everything down. She's ever she's sweating bullets until the final night and the final show of the festival and she's just happy and that's how you know it's a good festival because she puts everything into it and that's how i've that's that's why i enjoy it so much she cares Uh, because she cares and it shows in every single part of every element of that festival and it feels like a camp it just feels like everyone you meet it doesn't matter what your what the backgrounds are no you are comedians at the festival that's it you're in the you're in a bubble and it's beautiful it is and um you could walk into any show or any bar during the festival and you're gonna see other people with the you know the tag and you just go hey what's up and everybody's happy to talk to you and you feel included it's exact so much acceptance so much inclusion and uh you just like you're you're even if you don't know anybody you see the tag just like you said you feel like you're a part of a group it breaks the ice there's there's no elephants in the room. <laughs> so let's count up your wins because as I recall, you made quite a splash at Lip Sync Battle. Oh, that was dope. Yes. Yeah. What was your act? Yeah. Tell them your act. Uh, I, uh, okay. Well, I was, okay. So Lip Sync Battle, <laughs> Lip Sync Battle is, uh, is a show where you, I mean, if you have, if you don't know, it's a show where they play the music and then you mouth the words to the song. On this show, you have the option to dress up as whatever character you want of the song and everything, which uh, I, I didn't take it seriously at first, to be honest. If I'm being, I, like, I loved my song. I knew what song I was going to do, but I didn't know everyone was going to take it so seriously with the dress up part. So I arrived like an hour, like two hours early to the show, right? I arrived two hours early to the show and everybody's starting to filter in and I'm looking at everybody and I'm like, you know, yeah, well, I'm going to sing my song. I'm just going to be fun. And, and then I see everybody else and there's costumes and someone comes in as a potato another person's a banana. I'm like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, dude, oh, snap. I need to get a costume. So I was like, I, I, I'm not going to win this because I'm hella competitive. I'm super, so I was like, I need to go get a costume. And if you remember, we're in the middle 
of Flagstaff, yeah. Arizona. They and it was like what nine thirty at night. There wasn't shit open for <laughs> costume costumes. I need a costume, right? So I'm looking on Google. I'm trying to find a place that sells costumes in the middle of this nowhere. Fucking, I, I get an Uber. There's a there's like a there's a Target down the street. Yeah. And I'm like, fine, whatever. That's the only thing open. I'm like, fine, I'll go to it. I go to the Target. I get in there, and I'm like, man, what what, what am I? Where am I gonna find? A costume, but there's no who, who's selling costumes right now. And I walk in, and like the big, there's a big sign up front, and it says Halloween special. And I was yes. like, Oh yeah, that's right. This is around Halloween time. <laughs> oh shit, that's right. So I went to the back, and I got my costume, and I, I put it on, and it fit horribly because it was a ch- children's size. You're <laughs> And then I came back to the show and I and I put all my clothes back on over my costume because I wanted to hide it. And then they played the song and I came out and the song I did was Little Mermaid Part of Your World from Disney. <laughs> and I came out in the full like gown, like Disney like like Little Mermaid fish and fins, tails and everything. Yeah. I had a tutu, I had a pink tutu and everything. Oh, man. I think it was that bright orange wig, though, that really made it. It really Yes. Yeah, I knew I needed the red wig. I needed that. I needed the red wig if I was going to be Ariel. (laughs) Like, I needed that. (laughs) It was a treat. It was a treat. Go ahead. All of this was done while I had a broken wrist and a huge cast on it. So, okay, so that brings us to the next thing. I didn't expect to recap Big Pine, but let's do it because, man, it was such a good time. Um, you Okay, so you won Lip Sync Battles, and I learned yeah, the other night you lear- you won the all your favorite game shows, Paul yeah. Gogol's show. Yeah, that um, was dope. And then, so that re- uh, brings me back to we did the uh, – Barracks, uh, Barracks, uh, what's it called? Great Exposure Show, where we had to be at our underwear, yes, and you had your cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was naked, basically, except for the cast. <laughs> yeah. and I was yelling, "Take your cast off!" <laughs> um, so it was just so much fun. And you, did you? I, I want to say, did you win a Best of Fest at that festival? Yo, I did. I got my best of fest cup and everything. Yep. So congratulations. So well deserved. Because here's the thing. Like all of and I wasn't even there for all of the things you did, but like you just got involved. You're like, okay, I'm gonna do a lip sync battle. I'm gonna do anything, you know, that you want me to do or that's available for me to do, I'll do it. And that I think is like the best attitude to have and just to get the most out of festivals, life, whatever. Like, yeah, I'll do it, Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, no, and, like, that festival really taught me more about Los Angeles. Oh. Because after doing the festival, and like you just said, I'm with, like, the that uh, that that mantra, the I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing, yes, yes, okay, cool, let's try it, let's try it, let's just try it. That, that just doing all the random things, even though it wasn't stand-up comedy, is kind of like L.A. There's a lot of different opportunities that aren't going to be stand-up comedy, but... If you're if you're just you might not win because I didn't nec- there's there's the best of fest and then there was like the funniest comedian of the festival right um, so I didn't win the funniest comedian of the festival but that's not what it's about right yeah like, I think it, it was the like, road scholar are you talking about the road scholar like thousand dollar yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. so 
So, which is dope. And I would have, I mean, fuck, yeah. any of us would have loved to win that. Yeah. But fucking, but then I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, I, I got a lot of work. I got a lot. I got yeah. in front of a lot of people. And that's kind of more what LA is about is just, you know, if you, if, if you can do work and be invited back and you, and, 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 and you're having fun doing all these different things, that's more what it's about, you know? Yeah being able to do all those things absolutely so like everyone's talking about you everyone's think you know they're like everybody knows you now so whether they were in your show or not it's like hey did you see chip um that's really cool yeah getting on a radar for sure yeah you know i just wanna, you have fun doing it it's have so fun much fun it. you get to hang out with your friends <laughs> yeah and, like, when you do shows in town, wherever you live, you know, it's like you go home because you're like, okay, I got to go home. I got to work tomorrow. I got to do whatever. But when you're at Big Pine, it's like, hey, we're hanging out, you know? And so. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is that's really a good best. time. Um, so that's fantastic. And I'm so glad to hear that it led to more for you. And I hope it keeps it keeps happening. Um, let's talk about some wings really quick. Or not really quick. Mm. But, like, let's talk about some wings because I've had to make adjustments to how we enjoy wings because of the pandemic, but you seem to have really uh, embraced it. Tell me about the wings that you're doing that I'll name this episode for. Okay. 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 So I don't know what to call them because the way I cook is a lot like my Nana and, uh, she just be doing a lot of pension and a lot of, you know, like a lot, like a lot of pension and a lot of, uh, yeah. like, like, so you're making your not, wings. It's not real measurements. What Nana does. So, so, so you're I'm making, making yours wings. chip. Yeah, I'm making my wings. So the spices that I have uh, so far right now, the spices that I have, cayenne pepper, right? Got to hit it with that cayenne pepper. Then you got to get it with that black pepper. You know what I'm saying? And then I have some hot and spicy Cajun-style salt because, I like. I mean, I, I love my shit spicy, and we're going to get to that in a second, how spicy I like my stuff. Then, so I have all this I put all that in a bag. I put all that in the bag with all the chicken, right? Just spice it up. Then I add the cilantro. What? Ooh. Yes. Yes, I do. What? Yes, I do. That's your San Diego mm-hmm. roots right there. Mm-hmm. Add cilantro and lime. Boom. And what? then what? We want, is it, is it spicy enough? Is it spicy enough? I don't think so. So what are we going to do? We're going to tag in a jalapeno. Bow. <laughs> Wow, look at that jalapeno. It's beautiful. It's Hold plump. on, I'm going to take uh, a screenshot. Hold on, I'm going to take a quick screenshot. See, that's a jalapeno, but then you come in with the serrano pepper. What? Oh, shit. Look at that <laughs> shit. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, man. So you, so you dice up the uh, serrano pepper and the uh, jalapeno pepper because those are two different spices. You add that in with a little bit of, uh, with a little bit of garlic, clove, not powder garlic clove not powder dice it up mince all, both those things up and then get a little bit of uh onion dice that up put it all inside now here's the thing you can do this if you want i like doing it because i like this the uh, taste that it adds i put because uh, my nana she would always cook with vinegar but personally i like apple cider vinegar so mm. i added apple cider vinegar to the whole concoction and i have it in a bag and it's marinating right now um, afterwards, I'm going to do two different types of cook styles on this. Uh, I'm going to do a pan, uh, a pan sear for half of them. I bought four. And then the other one, I'm going to breadcrumb up and then I'm going to air fry for some what? crispy. 
Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. Chip, this is going to be amazing. So hold on. <laughs> so this is kind of, um, it's going to be like a seasoned, almost a, a dry rub or a baked wing. And the other mm-hmm. one's going to be breaded. Are you going to mm-hmm. put any sauce on them after they're cooked when you eat them? So, so now I do have, um, I do have a teriyaki sauce and I have a couple, I have, and what I usually like to do is I like to do, do honey and then some type of mustard. Um, Dang. but um, the sauce is going to come later and, uh, cause I don't know exactly, uh, I know the spice and I know the salt levels of what I have, but because of the, um, because of the apple cider vinegar, the vinegar sweetness yeah. and the sweetness of the, um, garlic, I, I want to, I want to test the chicken first to see what type of complimentary, uh, sauce I can make for it. Okay, so hang on here. Let's recap a little bit. So first of all, Chip made his own wings, which I don't think has ever happened <laughs> on this podcast. Oh, no so Chip made his own wings, which is fantastic. I'm watching him over FaceTime make these wings, and he is into it. He is chopping. He's dicing. He's slicing. He's marinating. So this is really great. Oh, and it's the pink bag. That's it. Did you go to a Mexican market to get that? You know I did, oh baby. Come God. on now. Come what? on now. I'm from San Diego. Oh, <laughs> shit. What, you think, what, you think the... I'm going to Trader Joe's and Whole Foods? That's stupid. That's dumb. <laughs> you guys, he has the pink bag. It's the pink Mexican meat market bag that Hell only yeah. uh, a true uh, Californian <laughs> would recognize, I guess. Um, <laughs> Chip, you are a gem. Okay, so... Um, let me ask you a few questions about how you like your wings just in general. Cause this is, I don't know what to think about what you should name this flavor. Like maybe like chips, special chips, fiery goodness chips. I don't know. Think about it. Come up with a creative name. I'll think, I'll think about it. Yep. 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 And then, um, um, when you eat wings, like when you go out or whatever, wherever you go, Mm -hmm. do you prefer the drummy or the flat? Oh, okay. So here's the thing. It's we. It's crazy. I used to prefer for the dr- drumming. I used to love and prefer the drumming because, like, I, I'm a person. I'm 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 kind of like low key lazy. Um, so so if something takes too much work. I'm like over it, you know. Like, but so like the wings, the the wings used to take too much work. So I would just, just I, I love the drums until I learned how to someone taught me how to eat the wings and basically just deep throat that shit it's like a it's like a porn star (laughs) demonstrate like like the way the way dudes are scared to eat bananas that's how you eat a wing like you suck on it (laughs) all the way out yep all right (laughs) so and so now I love wings. I love wings. Mm. Okay, so you're a convert from drummy to a flat. And you're right. Like, I people am. who are true wing enthusiasts really like the wing. I saw a TikTok video recently that, like, really got my, me thinking. He, he took the wing, pointy side down. He pushed it and pushed all the meat to the top and then bit the top off. Oh, see, I do that. See, You're I, doing the I'll same take, thing with your mouth. Yeah. yeah. I just take, like, I push it, I take it, and I yeah, with my same teeth. Yeah, same idea. Yep. Oh, um, my God. And then, but then you got to get that tongue action in the middle. <laughs> you know, you got to get all that. Imbat- oh, Lord have mercy. Look, <laughs> look if, if you want on a date, if you want on a date, <laughs> listen, ladies, if you want on a date, take them to a wing joint. If you don't know how to eat a wing, if you don't know how to eat a flat, 
You don't know how to eat your pussy. That's straight up. So this has come up a lot on this podcast. Um, it came up oh, in 2018. We did a lot of podcasting at Big Pine, and we were talking about this. Can you eat wings on a date? Look, here's my thing. Can a that's, girl that's eat the, wings? That is that is so. I hate. I hate. This is this is my thing, and I've been this way ever since I started dating when I was like 19, 20. Okay, I. I, I, when I started dating at 1920, the way I would go on dates is I would take them to places that I liked, like boom, boomers. I would always start out at boomers. boomers. Boomers is like, boomers, if people don't know, boomers is, it's also called, it was also called uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. And it, and it was a, it had a putt-putt course. Family Fun games. Center. Family Fun Family Center. Family Fun Center. That was another name for it. It, it changed names a lot, right? We lived, so, I lived at the end of that street uh, in Vista. Yo, at the one in Vista, that was my street I lived on. If you just went up about one mile, that was where my house was. Yep, yep, right off the right off the uh, the freeway. Seventy eight. Right? Yep, I'm, yeah. San Diego yep, in the house. SD, yep. So I would go. I would take dates there. Mm. Pup pup course, arcade games, batting cages, and uh, 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 water water like there, there's water gun water boats, and bumper boats, bumper boats, all that. And my thing was. Look, if you can't have fun with me here, how the fuck are we going to have fun later? You know? <laughs> like, if you can't have fun here, then I don't want to be with you ever else. Like, this is this Okay, is me. but this is me. what if you ordered wings? So, oh, okay. So, so, that's how I feel on wing dates. That's how I feel about food and stuff. If you acting on then I don't, mm, oh, that's not the girl I, I want to be So, show your true self. That's not the girl I want to be. I want to be with someone who eats. Yeah. I want to be with someone who's not scared of eating in front of me. I want someone who's like, who takes me to the barbecue pit. I'm like, damn. damn okay, baby. Hell yeah, let's do this. And there's fucking juice all over you. I'm like, yes. Because that tells me that because if you like to eat, you like to fuck. <laughs> What's the connection? What? I'm telling you, if you like to eat, then you like to fuck. Okay, look, like if I I don't know what the connection is per se. I'm not a I'm not a scientist. I've just noticed <laughs> okay. that I've just noticed personally in my life that the people, not even just girls, just but that the people who eat like the sex is like I see. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you get down hey. on some corn on the cob, then you really get down. Man, that girl, oh, or man, is nasty. I'm like, oh, it's got, <laughs> I got stuff all over the face. They're getting into it. I'm like, hell, and they're like, yo, seconds. I'm like, seconds. <laughs> oh, look. Yes, baby. <laughs> Chip, I think you should write this bit down. This might be your next closer. Um, this is how I feel. <laughs> exactly. Um, I was. I'm thinking about um, lately. I need to find me some elote, some Mexican street corn, and that stuff. I like to eat it in private. Yes. Like I live right in the middle of downtown, and we used to have First Fridays. It was it was right in my like in front of my apartment, and so I would just go out there to get dinner basically and and like i'd find the elote get and then i'd hide in the corner and eat my mexican corn because it's so good but you look so ugly eating it. I, you know what i stopped i stopped caring yeah i just stopped caring i just stopped caring about what how i look when i'm eating that shit i mean there is a little of course there is that little thing but at, at the end of the day i'm like you know what like i came i came to the party to dance and i'm not coming here <laughs> like right 
Yeah. Just to stand around and and look and feel awkward. I came here to have a good time and dance. I came here to eat, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to eat. <laughs> Chip, that is perfect. And I think all the women thank you because uh, probably after this pandemic, there's a lot of things we're not doing anymore that was considered and pretty. I think everyone's like, nope, I'm never wearing a bra again. I'm not. Yo. <laughs> Dude, okay, the thing about this lockdown pandemic is that, like, pre this, all of us, like, were wearing so many masks. We were putting on so many masks for life, for outside. And and then this lockdown happened, and we couldn't go outside, so we didn't have to put the masks on. And now we just know, we're getting to know who we are, because the masks are just, they're, they're hung up, they're hanging up, and we're looking at the masks, like, why was I wearing that? That was... So why was I? We're looking at all the masks hung up on our walls. Like, why was I wearing these masks? Dang, Chip, that's good. Right? Like, that's how I feel like we are right now. Now, now, when we get out, I feel like women, men, all of us, we're we're just gonna come out just us for for a little bit, for, at least for a little bit. We'll come out as us. I'm really letting us. that marinate. I'm letting that marinate like your wings. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Why are we wearing these masks? Wow, that's good insight, insightful stuff. Um, okay, so your wing constitution. So we know you like flats. Uh, I have a wing constitution kind of questions that we ask you. So mm-hmm. the next one is, do you dip? Do you do ranch or blue cheese or something else? Uh, it legit depends on the wing. If it's sometimes I forget to dip. Like if it's that good, mm-hmm. I forget to dip. Like, I just, like, I just keep, it's, it's like muscle memory. It's like reflex. I'm like, oh, yeah. another one. Okay, fair enough. Um, the, the dips that I do like range from uh, spicy hot. Uh, it, goes, it goes barbecue, uh, honey mustard, and then some type of, like, spicy uh, hot. Um, so, okay, so we're in between sauces here and, and dipping it. So, do you prefer do you prefer it be a sauce? So I think that's the answer to this question. Mm, do you prefer mm. a sauce, sauce wing or dry rub? Or dry rub? Oh, okay. I like sauce. I like yeah. sauce over dry rub. Okay. Do you dip it in a ranch or a blue cheese? Uh, you, you sometimes I'll dip it in like sometimes I'll dip it in blue cheese. Okay. Yeah. I um, actually I like to mix my ranch and blue cheese together really? and then di- yeah a little I more like mild mild it out. That sounds good. I like them. If I like it when a restaurant has like a good blue cheese or a good ranch that they make. Yeah, where where it's not blue cheese, it's gorgonzola. Like it's fucking oh. bomb, right? Oh yes. shit, that sounds really good. Um, do you do carrots and celery? Like if you went to B Dubs or oh, something, yeah, 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 you yeah, eat yeah, all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need the carrots and celery for a palate cleanser. Yeah, I like it. Definitely. Um, I think this is the last question in the wing constitution, but how many wings can you eat? Mm, uh, let's see. I'm, I think I, I think I'm clocked at right now thirty seven. You're uh, clocked. Because <laughs> uh, that was, but I but I got interrupted. <laughs> I wasn't done eating. Uh, yeah, it was it was down in San Diego, and they had like an endless wing bar thing happening for like twenty bucks or whatever, and it was down in Pacific Beach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, and I was just like, hell yeah! It was Wing Wednesday. It was at um. Shit, what was it? It wasn't Beachcomber. It was, uh, damn it. What is the name of that place? Uh, it was, uh, shit. It was right off of Garnett. Damn it. Oh, I was never cool enough to really hang out in. I lived in Pacific Beach my last year in San Diego. Me too. I lived in Pacific Beach. Not my last year, but I lived in Pacific Beach. I lived on Lamont and Felspar. What? I lived off of, uh, 
I lived off a of Hornblende and Garnet. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was really close because if the streets were alphabetical from the ocean, I was at L for Lamont. No, yeah, you were right up the street. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I, you know, I really had to move to Arizona to really appreciate San Diego, I think. Because yeah. I was just working and going to school. I never did anything. I didn't have, and I worked retail. I worked at every men's warehouse in California, in San Diego. Oh, shit. Fuck retail. So, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I was working weekends. I was working Sundays while everybody else was, like, hanging out at the beach. And my friends were. retail. you still fold your clothes the same? Huh? you still fold your clothes the same? <laughs> I still have men's warehouse hangers in my closet. <laughs> Oh, because I, I used to work at a what American or something, whatever. Of course, and I still did. fold my shirts the same way when I put them away. Oh yeah, no, I don't do it with um, folding, but with hanging. I I hang like ah. pants the way we would hang them, and I still have the clippy hangers. When they got rid of them, I took a bunch. I took a bunch too. <laughs> I do yep. think I do I do think those like I'm not gonna say that was a shitty retail job. It was a retail job. Um, a shitty retail job would be like Ross, my first job, but those kind of jobs really teach you a lot about work ethic and like working, I think. Hell yeah. Yeah. Retail and, uh, and waiting Waiting tables. tables. I I think everyone should work, work those two jobs for sure. I wish I had gone into something like a restaurant because I think I would have met really cool people and maybe I would have met like my soulmate, like everybody I know, they met their husband because they worked together at some point at a Mm. restaurant and not me. Restaurants. You'll, it's like a, you're like a family. It's crazy. But yet I we couldn't like, meet a man at men's warehouse. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, they're already fake. They, you're going to meet a man with 5,000 masks on. <laughs> there you go, yeah. I have a joke about that. I'm like, I worked at fucking men's warehouse. Um, How funny. That, I love- that man doesn't know how to eat wings either. <laughs> <laughs> he probably uses a fork and a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did have dinner once with one of my friends and a few people and one of the girls, she was Jamaican. So I don't know if that was a cultural thing, but she ordered the, um, the like fried chicken platter. Um, we're at a nice restaurant. It was like the only thing like that on the menu. We, I had like a, uh, a steak sandwich and the whatever. She ate it with a, a fork and a knife. And I was like, you're so refined. What? How, Why? But like, how can you get all the good stuff if you eat it with a fork and a knife? You can't. You gotta. You gotta get the. <laughs> you gotta get those sounds going. <laughs> anyway, Dude, yeah, I don't want to judge. If, you I, if I'm looking down on my plate and I hear a girl go, I'm like, hey, oh, this is gonna be good tonight. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so much fun because I think as you know, just being locked down and being on your own, it's like it's so nice to connect, and it's. I think. I feel like I'm proving kind of every week or I'm seeing it all the time. Like you can still connect virtually and have, you know, it's not the same, but it's like just the, even just the things you're saying are making me like laugh so hard. And I'm like, yeah, like that's what it feels like. I don't know. This pandemic's got me crazy. It's, it's weird being alone. Uh, it's weird uh, going between being alone and feeling lonely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you think it would be better? You said you live alone also. Do you think it's best to like quarantine alone with one person or with a lot of people? What do you think would be the ideal way to stay at home? Personally, for me, I need to be by myself. I can't. It's, it's, a, it's a case by case thing from person to person. 
I need my space. I, I, I hate it when someone else's dishes is in there. I I just like, it just irritates me. And then I, I, I carry grudges. So that shit will be with, I'll look at those dishes mad for a week. I'll be so mad. Um, (laughs) so I like to live by myself. Uh, I need my space for sure. And, um, I think, I think the difference between me and a lot of people, I think the difference between comedians, uh, active comedians and a lot of people is that we are getting our social through doing comedy. We're also getting our, uh, psychological like the the help a little bit from doing comedy and connecting and talking about these issues and stuff so i think we are as comedians are kind of cheating a little bit on the lockdown versus everybody else because we're connecting with way more people like even if we do a, a shitty zoom room that has three people in it guess what we're doing that Three times a week, maybe. Yeah. Even two times a week. That's six more people than the most people talk to, you know? Yeah. Have you, imp- it seems like you've embraced Zoom. Yeah, no, definitely. I have to. Well, really, I don't, I don't have to. Uh, I feel like I have to. Because uh, to me, in my head, uh, I can't stop comedy or else right. I'll just go fucking crazy. Like, I just, it just builds up. It's like, it's almost, it's almost like, like a, a, a barrel that's closed and you put a whole uh, a hose into it with running water. Like the shit's just going to break open, right? Yeah. That's how I feel. Uh, I was thinking of like a fish that if you stop swimming, you'll die. Or a shark, right? Like you've no, got to yeah. keep moving. I just, I got to keep moving. So like the, when, when this all first happened in March, the lockdown and stuff, like the barrel was filling up and I feel like all of us comedians didn't know where the comedy water was going to go and then it starts seeping out online. Yeah. You know, and I feel personally that 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 online, if I use it as a flight simulator, then I can perfect when I'm flying the plane. And that's that's kind of that's how I'm taking it. That's a good um, perspective. I think I think um, I know and I respect people who are like, I don't want to do that or I don't want to do this. I mean, I respect whatever decisions people make for themselves, but I'm glad there's that outlet. And I feel like in the um, we just kind of went through a kind of almost like a second shutdown. And I felt like, okay, I think it's time to really just lean into more Zoom and virtual and even doing my podcast like this because it's probably going to be the future. I'm doing some live shows, and I know it's a risk. Um, Very much, yeah. And I, I'm doing live shows, too, and I know it's a risk. I, but I am also, like, being so care- as mm-hmm. careful as I can. Like, I'm masking up when I'm not on stage. I have hand sanitizer in my purse. I'm wiping down mm-hmm. the mics. Like, I'm doing everything I can uh, to be safe. And I'm, I'm like, well, if, if comedy's happening and somebody asks me to do it, I want to do it. But yeah, see, I, I, I respect... I respect when people say, I don't want to do the Zoom shows and everything. I get that. I get that. I get that. But what I don't get is when people say that and then complain about comedy, about not doing comedy. You can't have both. You know, like you can't, like if you're going to complain about not doing comedy, you can't complain about the Zoom shows. Like you, it, you just can't. Like my, like the way I feel is, is like, like, we, like before all this, we were fucking, we were like in line for the clubs, right? Yeah. Waiting to get in. We, and we were either waiting for someone to quit 
to mess up in the industry or die. And we were just in line waiting to get in for our spot in the club. And then and and we, and we were counting on the bouncer of that club to tell us when we could go in, when we could move up. Yeah. And then the coronavirus happened, and the bouncer died. <laughs> And yet there's still people, and Zoom opened up all the clubs. Like, there's no, it's a fucking, it's wild west of comedy right now. And yet there's still comedians standing in line. Huh. What are you doing? The bouncer's dead. (laughs) You're exactly right. Um, It's a a free-for-all. And you don't even have to do it in person if you want to have the best Zoom show and you can build... I mean, and you've seen people do it already. There's probably about three people out there who are killing it at the Zoom comedy show. Like Exactly. There's room for more and there's room for more perspectives too if that's something you want to lead into doing. Exactly. And I mean, there's so many comedians that that ask, or at least in the scene in general, they're just like, I don't know how to get recognized. I don't know how to get seen. I don't, like, or or the backwards version of that. There's so many comedians in this industry. If, if, if you're Even if you're a boy or a girl or a, a minority or not, there's just so many surplus, and I have no way to fit in, and there's so many big people. And now we have this. Yeah. And, there's, and now we have so many platforms to be on, and there's no excuse. We have all the opportunities. And there's so many people that are just like, me, me, me. You just need an internet connection. That should be the only thing stopping you or or you need to figure out is your Cox communication bill. Um, No, you're so (laughs) inspiring. You're inspiring me, Chip. You're exactly right. I think um, I decided to lean into my podcast because I think I can do it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends and I, Hillary's one of them. Um, we created a YouTube show called Totally Off Topic. It's on the Broken Drift Network, so I'm really excited about that. And I am working on something for like a, a Zoom, just straight comedy hour. See, that's what I'm talking about. You're doing stuff, and that's all that frick. As long as you're doing stuff, that's all that matters. Yeah. You, I'm just thinking. Just. You've got me thinking. This is why it's so good to connect because it's like just to be around other people who want to push, want to do something, and it makes you go, "Okay, I want to go do more." Right? It's 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 a uh, it's 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 just each each of us that like really like you know, entertainers, performers. We're all we all have sparks and shit, right? Yeah. And and like at, like this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine like that shit. We all have these little lights, and I feel like when we connect with each other, it creates infernos because we're just so there's so much energy between us, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good to connect with others. Yeah. With us. Um, did you? I do you work or did you work at the comedy store? Uh, I worked at the comedy store in La Jolla when I lived in uh, San Diego. Yeah. And then I moved. And then when I moved up here, I started working at the Improv, the Hollywood Improv. Cool. That's a really interesting perspective. Like, what is I'm I'm kind of gonna not shift gears, but kind of keep going on this level of like, what is that like? Like working in comedy while trying to work in comedy. Like, you've probably seen some cool stuff. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, <laughs> freaking, I would say because like, uh, okay, when I first moved to LA, I wasn't working at a comedy club. I was working at a, a restaurant, and I. It, uh, the it, it feels like when you're working at a restaurant and doing comedy, or, or to me it felt like I was a surfer going to the ocean, and then now 
that or when I started working at the improv, I was a dolphin in the ocean. Oh, dang. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, was, it was a completely different thing, you know? Um, so, like, you just you just are taking in so much because it's an immersion course of comedy. And I just, I need it. I, I, that's what I need. That's what, did, I need to be completely surrounded. Did it allow you to make more connections? I mean, did you make valuable connections that way? Definitely. Oh, definitely. And it's and, and, it, and it, it wasn't even just... It wasn't even just uh, active connections. And when I say active connections, I mean when you uh, go up to someone and you're like, blah, 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 I'm blah, 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 yeah. and you have that. I, what I mean is like when I would go, when I went to the uh, Big Pine Comedy Festival or when I would go on the road, people would be like, where do I know you from? Uh-huh. And then they're like, oh, you're the door guy at the improv. Oh, you're the comedian I saw at the M. Oh, you're and that helped out so much more. And I didn't even like when I go to other states and do stuff. I don't even drop the fact that I'm a door guy at the Improv or anything because unless I like really need the show. <laughs> but like I don't drop that until like we have a conversation later. It comes up because it is a title and credit, yeah. which is wild to me. Yeah, um, I think that. That is almost a plug for why when like wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it your best and make the best impression because people will remember you because you don't Mm -hmm. want people to be like, you're that asshole door guy who, you know, it's like, no, you're that really great door guy who always helped us with this and talked to us and this and this and that, you know, and then people remember you and, and then they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like that uh, that visual uh, visual learning thing. Like people, oh, yeah. for the most part, like your reptilian brain will remember a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You'll be like, man, I don't know. I remember something about that dude's vibe. I don't know. I don't I recognize that. Vibe I trust somewhere. you. I'll vouch for <laughs> you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Chip, what? As we kind of get towards the end here, there's a couple of questions I want to uncover just to. To pick your brain and get to know you and for our listeners to get to know you a little bit. Um, what has been the coolest thing that's happened to you in comedy since you've done comedy? What are, what are you most proud uh, of or what is the most coolest? I mean, the coolest, the cool, the coolest thing in comedy for me, I mean, the, the coolest moment was the first time uh, when I went up on stage and the lights and like after the last word of the last joke and the, 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 the laughs and the applause and the lights blurred, everything blurred together. And that, and I just couldn't stop smiling. It was like I did mushrooms or some shit. I was just like, <laughs> just cheesing. I mean, and the energy just felt so good. I just, I didn't want to get off stage and that shit was amazing. And every time I do comedy and I hit that. Yeah. At, that's, ah, yeah, You're that's hooked. That's what I live for. That's, what I live for. Yeah. that's the that's the best part. Um, I'm I'm very proud of performing for my grandpa before he died. That was really cool for me. Um, and uh, I, I and then like as far as just like wild comedy things, I'd say like there's like so many different moments that I've had, but <laughs> I probably shouldn't even tell this moment. But when I was working at the comedy store, lawyer. <laughs> Probably should say well. <laughs> so uh, there was a comedian up. I won't say his name. Okay, I won't say his name. So there was a comedian up. He was a headliner, right? And we've been watching him 
all weekend. I was a door guy. We were watching him all weekend, and he was it was it was just like my set, only it was bad. It was the last line. It was Saturday night, the last show. He was the head last comedian. He was on the last joke, the last line, literally the last word. And he couldn't get that last letter out because there was some party. It was a bachelorette party that came in a party bus that was sitting all in one group in, in on stage left, right? And they were being wild from the beginning. You know bachelorette parties. Yeah, yeah it's about me. Ooh, dicks and pussies. You know, balloons. It was wild, right? Party bus, 30, group of 30 people all together. So they were wilding the whole time. He was on the last word of his joke. And then he just couldn't take it. He was like, fuck it. And he just started railing into the uh, to the bachelorette lady. He just railed into her, just bah, 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 bah. she couldn't get a word in. Her 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 dude was like right there. He was like, hey man, what the fuck? He was like, oh you start railing into him, right? And just like they were just getting like just verbally eviscerated, right? They all get mad. All the dudes in the party stand up, and that's when the comedian on stage was like, oh, time to go, and he leaves, right? He leaves the entire club. He's nowhere to be found. So me and all the door guys are there, and there's a group of 30 people, and they're livid. They're like, fuck that. Where's our money? Fuck it. And then all of a sudden, someone hits a customer. One of the group hits a customer, right? And because like one of the customers is like, hey, man, you need to sit down. I'll pay you. And then the guy goes, oh, yeah. Hits him, right? So Who the hit the customer? Thing, one of the door guys? One, no, one of the dudes in the group, one of the so one yes. so one of the dudes in the so so I in my mind when I look back on this uh, memory I separate the customers from the group of thirty. Okay, got it. <laughs> from the group of thirty, so the customer stands up and goes, "Hey man, you need to sit down. You guys are being drunk. I pay too." And then the guy goes, "Oh yeah," <laughs> punches him in the face, and and then that's when everything. Blew up. Ta- chairs started flying. Tables all over the place. Fucking. I, all the door guys were like, "Oh shit!" And like, to be honest, y'all, uh, Mary, door guys aren't security. We aren't. We we we're not we're not fit for that job. Right. Like security. We like the door guys at at pretty much any comedy club you go to are are like they're greeters. Five. They're <laughs> like five foot seven, uh, eighty seven pounds. Like they're just tiny little things. We can't handle that shit. And so this fight broke out, and, like, me and one other dude are the biggest dudes in the club, right? I'm not that big. No. The other guy, he's the other guy, he's a little bigger than me, and and then everybody else is little little skinny things. And so we're looking at – and so everybody else is looking at me and the other dude like, you guys going to do something? And, and we're watching tables and menus go everywhere. And so we go in. We're like, fine, we got to go in. We start breaking people up. We pushing people out. We open the doors. We tell the two guys. We're like, hey, the skinny guys. We're like, open the two back doors. They open the two back doors. File people out. We start filing people out. Everybody starts going out. And, like, we're, we're in. Like, people are fighting. Hit, hit. I turn around. I push a guy away. And then, I like, we're grabbing people and punching and pushing all of a sudden, I grab a dude, and a dude grabs me, and we we look at each other, and it's Mike, it's my boy, it's the other guy, the other big guy, and we're like, oh shit, and we go back to back, we start fighting again. <laughs> that was the best moment I've ever had. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, it was like a movie, I was like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> How crazy, and I'm so sorry everybody didn't get to see you acting it all out. <laughs> 
I, I was there. I was in the moment again. I was in so much fun. I, that was a fun night. <laughs> All right. So, Chip, if this was like a vision board, what do you want? What do you want out of comedy, out of life in the next one to three years? I want to get my album. Okay. I want to drop my album because I'm scared of dropping my album. All right. Uh, so you got to say it out yeah. loud. Yeah, I will drop my album. I will drop my album in the next two years. Um, when? Because, oh, um, I'll drop it by next May. I'm going to drop my album in a, by next May, by my birthday, May 8th. I'll drop it by then, by next May. I'll be All done right. by then. It's recorded. We're holding yeah. you to um, it. But uh, until then, until my album drops, you can look out for me and watch my progression and my journey to my album as I create it on chipnicholson.com, at chipnicholson on Instagram, Ven- or, yeah, Venmo, <laughs> TikTok, <laughs> uh, and Twitter. Um, and then I also have a podcast that I do with my cousin called Quick and Easy Spanish. And on top of that, you can check me out on any future podcast that I have with Mary. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much, Chip. That is a great place to stop. Thank you so much for just meeting up with me. This has been so much fun, and it's gone by... So fast. I know. know. It's already five. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I got to get ready. I've got a show tonight. Um, (laughs) um, Very cool, you guys. Well, he just told you where you can follow him. Thank you for listening. Be safe out there, and we'll see you next time on Wings with Friends. Bye-bye. Bye.